All the latest business news from WA, delivered daily. At close of business, news briefing. Good afternoon, it's Jacinta Burton with your Thursday afternoon headlines. The State Coroner's Office has confirmed it's investigating disturbing claims from a Metropolitan Hospital doctor that a patient was taken to the morgue before they had died. Business News revealed this morning that the 55-year-old man who was in palliative care was transferred from a ward at Rockingham Hospital to the morgue on September 5 without a death certificate being issued. When the doctor was asked to certify the death the following day, the body bag was unzipped and fresh blood was found on the man's hospital gown from a tear to one of his arms. Two limbs had been shifted from position and his eyes were open. The coroner has been told the doctor then questioned whether the palliative care patient was actually deceased when transferred to the hospital's morgue because of the unusual post-mortem discovery. He told the coroner's office he refused requests from hospital officials to backdate the death certificate to fit with the time the man was taken from the morgue. Opposition Health spokesperson Libby Medham described the case as horrific and said she believes some elements of their allegations needed to be investigated by the Corruption and Crime Commission. And in other news, the state government's decision to sign two new Metronet contracts despite the project's failing economic and social benefit assessments was extravagant and vain, according to the state's opposition. Shadow Metronet Minister Chorn Sibma said the government would waste more than $1 billion on gold-plated project options in an overheated construction market. Business News revealed back in February of last year that the Byford Rail extension had failed a cost-benefit assessment, according to a report by Infrastructure. Australia. The report showed about $307 million of community economic and environmental benefits from the project, but it had scored a benefit cost ratio of 0.45, indicating poor value for money. The cost of the project has since lifted to almost $800 million according to the state budget, with plans to elevate the rail line through Armidale Station and at least three level crossings. Plan to remove level crossings in Victoria Park and Cannington also failed the cost benefit assessment. And in property news, a plan spearheaded by Adrian Finney and Ben Lyle led Hesperia to develop the Gloucester Park into a new town square, hospitality and entertainment precinct has gained support from the WA Trotting Association. The plan, which was revealed in June of this year, includes a 4,000 spectator capacity theatre space, racetrack renovation, hospitality precinct and high-rise apartment buildings. The Trotting Association, trading as Gloucester Park Harness Racing, has today announced its majority support for the project. Of the members who voted on the project, 84% voted in favour of the land sale that would make way for the redevelopment. Industry has chipped in $24.7 million to the proposal via Racing and Wagering WA to fund new racing infrastructure including stables, lighting and track upgrades. Under Hesperia's proposal, several heritage buildings will be repurposed for public use to form a new town square. The developer is set to investigate the site thoroughly ahead of finalising any deal. And coming up next, senior editor Mark Byer talks about how Black Swan Theatre Company's latest production has brought together medical research, sports and the arts. We understand that business relies on being informed. That's why Business News is your most reliable source of news, industry insights and business connections. To stay fully informed, we encourage you to subscribe to our emails, Click through our magazine and visit businessnews.com.au for daily news updates. It's the best way to ensure you have the information you need to be future ready. Business News. More news, 
More insights, more connections. Welcome back to At Close of Business. I'm Jordan Murray and today I am joined by Senior Editor Mark Beyer. Mark, how are you today? Very well, thank you. Mark, we don't usually see you writing for the Community and Arts section of Business News, but for the latest edition, that's exactly what you've done. And you've tied together three disparate subjects, head trauma, the arts and business and research in Western Australia. What connects these subjects? Black Swan Theatre Company has an upcoming production called Barracking for the Umpire. And I found it uh, intriguing that a theatre production is tackling what has turned up to be a major issue in sport science and sport management. And that effectively is the impact of head trauma and the medical consequences that can flow from it. To use the specific term chronic traumatic encephalopathy, CTE. Now, that's the condition that the great footballer Polly Farmer was diagnosed with after he died, um, and it's certainly become a hot issue. And what's the premise and background of Barracking for the Umpire, and how does CTE factor into it? Well, Andrea Gibbs is the writer of the play, and she bases it on her own family experience. She grew up in Donnybrook in the southwest of WA, Ironically, the the name of that town, Donnybrook, the word stands for an all-in fight, a wild melee. So that's quite fitting in a way. Andrea's father was a keen footballer, played all through his teens and early 20s, but like many people, suffered lots of heavy knocks. Unfortunately, in his case, it affected his cognitive abilities and he was forced to retire at a young age. He was still enthusiastic to stay involved in football, so ended up putting on the umpire's uniform and became a field umpire. And that led to the uh, title of the play because his wife, um, Andrea's mother, used to still go along to all the games and it became the family joke that she was the only one barracking for the umpire. (laughs) And you mentioned Polly Farmer there. I'd be remiss not mentioning Brad Shepard and Daniel Venables who get a mention in your piece, Mark. But let's talk less about the sport itself and the research that's going into CTA. What's being done here in Perth on the subject? Um, Edith Cowan University, uh, they've got a a big sports science team and I had a chat to one of their people, Miles Murphy. He's an expert in this field and Miles recognises that this is a really difficult area to research. The core problem is that it's not possible to diagnose CTE while a person is still alive. It's only after they die And if you're able to dissect the person's brain, then you can clearly identify um, whether there's been adverse effects on the brain, which obviously then affects their cognitive abilities, etc. And that's what happened with Polly Farmer after he died. There's been some others. Uh, Shane Tuck, the Richmond footballer, he was a similar case. Uh, He died at a young age. Now, The problem is lots of people have symptoms that could be a pointer to CTE, but there may be other causes for that, a whole range of lifestyle factors, and it's really hard to pin down and say, yes, the big knocks that you suffered out of the football field, or indeed in any other sport, you could be a boxer, you could be involved in the armed forces, um, any sort of occupation, but you know, football and contact sport is, is the most common one. So there's a suspicion around this. And this is why most sports, um, pretty much all sports, have started putting in place much stricter protocols 
around treatment of players who suffer concussion. You know, if there's um, a diagnosis of concussion, players have to sit out typically from the next game for a period of time until they're given the all clear. That never happened in the old days. And you wrote about the grey area in your article, and I think we've seen this debate play out, particularly in the NFL in the US, and that's the, the conclusive link between CTA and sports really isn't there. Well, look, there's a, a document put together on a regular basis called the Concussion in Sport Position Statement. Um, the Australian Institute of Sport, the Australian Medical Association and other groups contribute to it. The most recent version of that said, quote, there is some association between a history of multiple concussions and cognitive deficits later on in life. However, there is currently no reliable evidence clearly linking sport-related concussion with CTE. The evidence purporting to show a link consists of... um, case studies, typically retrospective post-mortem analysis, but from a very small sample of people. So one thing the Australian Institute of Sport has kicked off in the past year or so is a study where they're getting a sample of people from contact sports and a sample of people from non-contact sports. And that will be the first time someone has done that comparative analysis. The aim certainly is to get a much better insight as a result of that. Now, in lieu of any conclusive research or the research that's still being done, where can people find out more about this condition and uh, where can people go and see Barracking for the Umpire? Look, Black Swan's hosting a panel discussion on CTE and sport. Uh, that's going to be held on the 12th of October at HBF's head office in Wellington Street at 12.30pm. It's a free event. The people who will be there include the Eagles player Daniel Venables, who you mentioned before, someone who retired early after suffering a number of concussions and big knocks, um, along with Dean Margetts, a very experienced AFL umpire. So that should be a really interesting discussion exploring this. Um, and then if you're keen, you can go along and see Barracking for the Umpire at the Subiaco Arts Centre uh, starting um, in about a week. Should be a good performance and I look forward to it. Mark, thank you so much for your time today. To read more, head online to businessnews.com.au or pick up the latest edition of Business News. The latest business news, delivered daily. Subscribe and rate the show wherever you listen to your podcasts. For all the latest business news, visit businessnews.com.au.